You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the watch workout in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it, and I ran in that place to take Biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning. Welcome to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 on Radio Dial, the Martin Houston Show fan page on Facebook. It is a beautiful Monday morning, and we're live and local on your radio dial at Tide 100.9. And on all the social media outlets, uh, let us hear from you one way or the other. Interact with us. Give us a call, 205-342-9904, 205-342-9904. Zero four. We'd like to hear from you this morning. Get your thoughts, or you can post your comments on your social media outlets and uh, be a part of the chat, and we'll work you into the conversation. 205-342-9904. Remember that this is the day that the Lord has made. So glad in it. Take some time today to notice someone, love someone, serve someone, be the difference you want to see in the world today. We're going to have a special uh, producer with us as we move throughout the upcoming days and and weeks as Mr. James Ludeman is going to uh, be uh, sitting in uh, for Mr. Joe Gaither, who's uh, on a sabbatical. Uh, And um, good morning, James. How are you doing, sir? Good morning, Martin. Glad to be here with you and excited. And, and man, what a big weekend for Alabama. Not not just football, but, but basketball beating Tennessee this weekend. A huge weekend for Alabama athletics. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was definitely a big weekend, and we want to talk about all of that uh, as we move throughout the program and the week. Of course, one hour is never enough time to get to it all, uh, So we'll con- but we'll, we'll work work it in the best we can uh, here on Tide 100.9, and we want you to be a part of that conversation. So make sure that you go ahead and plan to to do that. 205-342-9904. As he said, a big weekend for Alabama as they secure uh, a spot one more time in the college football playoff national championship game against the Ohio State Buckeyes. Get your thoughts, your feelings uh, about that. Um, You know, anyone that's listened to this show know that I'm not a big fan of Ohio State being there, not because Ohio State isn't good enough to win it, 
but because I just don't think that it's right that you're looking at one team that's sitting at 12 and 0 and another team sitting at 7 and 0 and they play the same division uh same level but they're playing for the same prize when one team has had to win five more games that would be crazy in a normal year but the fact that one program has had to fight to be ready to play this many games um, and, and prepared, then, you know, uh, I, I think you're rewarding a conference that uh, that 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 brought this on themselves. Uh, and once again, uh, um, we'll, we'll talk about that game and how you feel about Bama's uh, chances to win. Uh, do you still feel that Alabama is a prohibitive favorite based off of what um, you saw on Saturday? Is that an example of uh, a team being hyped and motivated and revenge? Or is the Ohio State Buckeyes as good as we thought? Or is the Clemson Tigers not as good as we thought? With the Big 12 uh, being 5-0 and in bowl games, maybe this is the year – that a Big 12 team got in, they may have actually showed something uh, as the conference seemed to have been better than we thought. But then, of course, the ACC coming in at 0-6. Yikes. Uh, but, hey, listen, Notre Dame did something that no one has done uh, in two years. They held Alabama under 35 points with the 31 14 loss. Uh, Brian Kelly almost claiming victory uh, in a sense that 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 what they did against Alabama showed that they have improved as a program, that they've arrived, that they've matured, that they've gotten better. Is that true or not? We can talk about all of that as Alabama's 31 to 14 win over Notre Dame. Did it leave you? Did it leave you feeling better? Did it leave you feeling better about the Alabama Crimson Tide? Or did it leave you feeling worse about the Alabama Crimson Tide and their chances? Uh, got a great question. Put this up on the on the statistics. I mean, on, on the poll question. Was Sark distracted? Did that? distraction was the job to texas oh yeah by the way big news sark is headed to texas sark is headed to texas um was that you know alabama uh distraction with sark or was it that alabama as curtis lewis said alabama took the foot off the gas in the third uh, could they have ran up more points against Notre Dame or did Notre Dame play better or was Sark distracted or was it a combination of all three? But regardless of how you feel about Sark, whether you thought he was distracted or not, are you excited that he's staying? Are you? This is the sixth time that Alabama goes into a national championship since 2011 with a <laughs> OC with an OC or a DC, a coordinator heading to get the other job. We've won, I think, three of those games. 
so far, three of the five. But two of those five were defensive coordinators leaving. I think we've only won one when we had an OC leaving. So, hey, what what, what do you think? Is that it? Does this give more concern now that you're going to be facing Ohio State, who looked like an offensive juggernaut uh, the other day? When that, when you look at what they did against Ohio State, they looked like an absolute offensive juggernaut. Do you feel good that we may be losing our OC going into that game? All of that, all of that is up for discussion this morning on the Martin Houston show. Uh, Other things, of course, you know, the conversation will continue uh, about who's going to replace Sark. Uh, That will also be, uh, you know, a, a point of conversation. And I ask a poll question about that. Is it a would it be? I'm sorry, would it be a good thing to just make a swap with Texas? Would would you be excited if it came out that Tom Herman was coming to Tuscaloosa before you make up your mind? Say, no, Martin, you're crazy. Have you not seen what he's done at Texas? Let me remind you of something that may have slipped your mind. How many of you remember when Alabama got shocked by Ohio State? Got shocked by Ohio State. Remember who the offense coordinator was, J- James? Um, that first, not, th- this first college football playoff for uh, my time, as far as being uh, a Bama fan. Tom Herman, when uh, when Ezekiel Elliott and company ran all over Alabama, it was Tom Herman, and just f just FYI. Nick Saban actually brought Tom Herman in after that game and talked with him and, and, and said, hey, man, what, what were some of the principles you were doing? So even though Tom Herman did not come to Alabama, he ended up going to Houston as the head coach, I think, after that. He actually was part of the interview consulting process that helped um, – um, move him into uh, this new style of offense. Herman helped make that transition, ironically. So um, Curtis Lewis said, no on Herman, bring Freeze or better. Uh, yet, oh, Mrs. OC. Is it oh, Mrs. OC or is it Kiffin? You know. Uh, so bring Kiffin back? No, just kidding. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that, that's a it's big so that's, a, that's a big no no, Martin Houston. You better stop on this Monday morning. Don't don't start being <laughs> don't start being like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean Curtis Moore saying yes, indeed. Martin Tom Herman, the 2014 Bros Award winner that year. I mean, hey, listen, the guy was a hot commodity, uh, good offensive mind. Understood how to deal with multiple quarterbacks. Remember, he had the the whole quarterback situation uh, going on. Took Braxton Miller and and was able to manage that situation and even move him to wide receiver and incorporate him into the offense. So he knows how to handle a difficult quarterback room. So Tom Herman may be a possibility. Man, all of that is a part of 
the conversation. As I said, we got basketball, whew, a big time win um, for Alabama for several reasons. So we'll talk about that as well. But you know what we normally do on Mondays? Uh, Curtis Lewis said 2014 was light years ago. Uh, Hey, but he may be one of those guys. I mean, you could say the same thing, I guess, potentially. Couldn't you say the same thing about Sark as a head coach? I mean, you know, last time he was a head coach was a long time ago. And now he's just an offensive coordinator with a great mind. Maybe Tom Herman is above his pay grade at at head, I mean, as a head coach, some guys are just great, James, as as assistants and as OCs, but can't handle being the lead dog. Tom Herman could be one of those guys. I'm not saying. By the way, I'm asking the questions, James. I'm not saying that I, uh, I'm I'm in for Tom Herman. I even saw. Listen to this. I even saw it rumored that uh, uh, that a, a candidate that may be up is a former head coach. Um, as well, and guess who that is? Mike Shula. Somebody Does tweeted he was Alabama? in town yesterday. Somebody tweeted, huh? he, somebody tweeted out yesterday that there was a there was a, a report that he was in town yesterday. Ah, well, I had seen it on Saturday. I, I I heard something about it on Saturday that that Mike Shula might be a possible candidate. You know, so um, hmm, we'll, we'll see uh, Maggie, Maggie Browning saying Tom Herman and Charlie Strong on the same staff. Oh, no, Hugh Freeze. <laughs> oh, so I don't think Hugh Freeze is coming. I think Hugh Freeze is waiting on a head coaching job. Uh, but, it, man, there's so much to get to. And I'm going to let you guys help me kind of drive the boat this morning. Craig Wooden said no to Mike Shula. Uh, remember, Mike Shula had Cam Newton playing at an MVP level. And without Mike Shula, Cam's been average, right, James? So it's a possibility. We'll, we'll, we'll continue to see. Listen, all of that and more is up for conversation. Don't forget to give me your players of the games, your, your good, bad, and ugly key moments from this past weekend. How you feel about Alabama, Ohio State, all of that conversation right here on the Mark the Houston Show. Let me hear from you. I'm get, getting a lot of comments. Those phone lines are open. So give us a call at 205-342-9904. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we start on Monday morning, accident-free. It's cold outside, so bundle up and drive carefully. If you see conditions, of course, give us a call. Start the new year in a new Nissan from your hometown Nissan dealer, Townsend Nissan of Tuscaloosa, where you can save thousands. I'm Captain Ray. Partly to mostly sunny today, the high in the upper 50s at 59. For tonight, mostly fair with a low at 40. And tomorrow and Wednesday, the weather dry with a good supply of sunshine both days. Highs between 58 and 61. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17 plus years. Specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, 
ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904 or tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 on your radio dial, the Martin Houston Show fan page on Facebook. Uh, Man, it's been a crazy morning already. Got a lot of comments on Facebook. Uh, I'll try to work uh, those in as we continue to move throughout the program. Got a couple calls coming in. Let's go ahead and get to those phone lines. 205-342-9904. The Taco Casa hotline is open for business. Taco Casa quality takes value under the biggest cactus in town. Go check them out for lunch and or dinner. And in the meantime, make yourself heard right here on the Martin Houston Show via the Taco Casa hotline. Good morning, Robert. You're in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Hey, man. I, uh, yeah, the, um, the games, of course, was a Alabama dominated, but not quite as much as we would would hope. And who knows, baby? That was that Sarkeesian distraction, career in his ugly head. And uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I asked that question, and and uh, you know the the polls were. It was about, I think it was fifty one percent. If you add, uh, yes, he was distracted, and maybe, and forty nine percent flat out said no, he was not distracted. Um, but it was the way the game was called. I, I, I don't know, but I do find it interesting that uh, that that's the one game that we did not, you know, the second half we didn't play at all, really. Uh, to, to me, it seemed like we were either we literally took the foot off the gas because there was no threat or, um, you know, we may have been a little distracted. I did, and I didn't know anything about the Texas game. I did a couple times when it went to the sideline. He was like sitting down on his knees. And of course, you know, revisionist history, Robert, can be really bad. <laughs> and so you go back and go, hey, why was he squatted down over there on the sideline? He wasn't even in the game, man. He was thinking about how am I going to tell these players that I'm leaving? Of course, I'm being funny with all of that. But uh, it, it was it was not as dominating a, a game uh, as I had hoped. But my 18-year-old son said uh, that – Mark, Dad, there was no chance ever that Notre Dame was going to win that game. <laughs> so, oh yeah, we knew that. But like you said, well, you got the sense that hey, guys, you're not putting up. I'm not seeing the, this all-out effort here. It's like uh, almost like you're playing not to get hurt and <laughs> for the next game, more so you didn't defeat Notre Dame. But like you said, it's, you know, you're not quite sure if it was the distraction. But no, Notre Dame was no threat as we all knew they weren't going to be. Who is a threat, though, and now it's Ohio State. Goodness gracious, alive. I didn't see that coming. Uh, Fields took a lot of stuff personally. Hopefully he took it all out on Clemson, <laughs> and he's ready to go back to the Justin <laughs> Field that everybody was doubting again. <laughs> yeah, well, well, he definitely played uh, played lights out, uh, you know, uh, six touchdowns, uh, and some of those throws were as good a throws as you'll ever see by any quarterback at any level. 
um, hitting guys in stride, uh, you know, 50 plus yards down the field. So he played he played extremely well. But I think it'll take that type of performance uh, to be, beat this Alabama team. Oh, no doubt. And hopefully he's exhausted that performance with Clemson, which uh, I guess Dabble was kind of asking for it with that number 11 shot that he that they took on that uh, he took on Ohio State. And, of course, McShay dropping uh, Justin Fields down in uh, in his uh, quarterback ranking. So, okay, you got that system now. Let's uh, let you go. Now go back to normal when it's time to play Alabama. Hey, uh, uh, That's right. You know, I, I, do ha- I do hate the timing with this dark thing, as we all do. It's like, wow, really? You guys couldn't have waited another week. It, now, some people said it was going to leak out anyway. But it's like, you know, if we pay $3 million to, to finish out the season, finish out the season without distracting the team. Here we go again. Another we can never go a season without in a season without distraction of a of a head coach of a of coordinator lead and it's a I mean it's like it's, wow what? does everybody go through this or just us I guess I guess the question is Robert would you rather have um, would you rather have distractions at the end of the year and the value of those guys being with you the entire year. Um, or I, I, I'm waiting on someone to say say this, and so I'll go ahead and say it. Would you rather have the Sarks of the world, the Kiffins of the world, leaving for head coaching jobs, or would you rather have Pete Golding, <laughs> that that caliber of coach? Which one would you rather have? Uh, yeah, we were seeing what we're getting with the Pete Goldings and the, the coaches nobody wants. <laughs> uh, you know, right. uh, to leave for the head coaching job. But no, how did he I, do I Saturday? Did, did he did 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 our defense do okay Saturday? Uh well, I, I would say yes. If that were Clemson, that would have been an outstanding job. <laughs> Being that it's Notre Dame, well, they only got fourteen points, so yes, they did good Saturday. Um, yeah, the guy say if, if they get thirty points to Notre Dame, I don't even want to play anybody else the rest of the season because <laughs> I mean, no, good, no we weren't going to hold any good team to any reasonable amount. Well, okay, they did the job against Notre Dame. You can't give a Notre Dame to the world 30-some points or plus points or any, really 20, which they did not do. So, yeah, they did the job. Yeah, that, that, that technically, really, if you really look at it, they gave Notre Dame seven, and Notre Dame was trying to make it respectable and got a cheap seven at the end. Right. So, overall, I thought they did did well. But you, you're glad that you saw that with the way Fields played the the. <laughs> <laughs> the game after us, if we had given up 30-something to Notre Dame and then you had to think about, oh, my goodness. Uh, really? Put it like this, the people in the desert, as soon as we won the game, they made us an 11-point favorite uh, over Ohio State, and I forget what it was over Clemson. By the time the Ohio State game was over, we were an eight-point favorite. So, so the, the people <laughs> yeah. in the desert saw something that made a make them think. Well, maybe this Ohio State State team is gonna c- score more points than than we thought. Because you know they, they don't they they're not questioning our our defense. I mean our offense. What? So the only question for Alabama this week uh, uh, or this next tomorrow is. Who's going to win the Heisman, Mac Jones or Devontae? Because goodness gracious, everybody else just knocked himself out. Fields, if Fields have played the whole season like he played, uh, like he played uh, Saturday, I mean that, that that game against Clemson, he would have won the Heisman. He, been there. he won the Heisman, but he didn't. So now it's Devontae or Mac. Uh, 
which everybody's yeah. been on Devontae. I, mean, I am too. I, I think it's Devontae. I think Devontae Smith, um, for, for a couple reasons, I think he's played well enough um, to, to, to win it. I think he's done what he's done is absolutely amazing. I've, I've heard people say, uh, well, the reason uh, he had the, the uh, career record was because he came back for four years. He's still not as good as Amari Cooper. And all he did was go out in 12 games, 12 games, not a bowl game, not a championship game or anything, in 12 games, tie the single-season SEC record, break the Alabama record. Uh, and the guy, I, I think he'll need to get somewhere north of 17, close to 1,800 yards if Alabama's going to beat Ohio State. I think he, he'll end up having to have that type of night, 100-plus uh, yards uh, with a couple more touchdowns if we're going to beat Ohio State. Right. Thanks, Robert. Back. You got anything else for me? Oh, yeah. Now, now if Jalen, Jalen Wallace comes back, hey, yeah, if uh, Devontae wins the Heisman, he's one of the all-time Alabama's greatest players ever, not just receivers, one of Alabama's all-time greatest players. So so there's that. All right, man. Catch you later. I, I would agree with that. If if he wins it, he is, he is definitely in the category as one of the top Alabama players to ever play the game. We potentially maybe looking at two or three of the best all time to ever play. You know how good and how much right. news has to ha have happened for none of us to have mentioned what Najee Harris did. Uh, right. He, he did not jump a player. He hurdled him <laughs> while he was standing straight up. <laughs> Thanks, Robert. Appreciate it. Let's get to Pat, right, Patrick. <laughs> Patrick with the Martin Houston show. What's on your mind, man? Hey, that uh, he would have cleared at least a six foot three hurdle. Oh, uh, that uh, yeah, he, he was he, over the top of that guy. That was amazing feet. Uh, hey, and the fact that he was in full football gear, toting the ball. <laughs> I realize, yeah, he it, it was there, but come on, <laughs> it was as impressive a play. It was as impressive a run as I've ever seen in my life uh, because he didn't just hurdle the guy. He hurdled him almost in stride. Like, like yeah. you know, I mean, yeah, he, 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 he set him up a little bit, but he was almost running full speed and just leaped. And, and, and you know, most of the time when you see these guys jump, these guys, they, they kind of hesitate and then jump over them. Uh, but when his feet hit the ground, he was, he was back motoring the only thing that would have been better, Pat, if he had crossed the goal line on that run, that would have been uh, the, oh, one yeah. of the most impressive touchdown runs ever. Hey, the, the, the what you got for us, man? Notre Dame guy, that Notre Dame guy was pretty darn quick. It went, caught up with him. <laughs> hey, but anyway, what I want to talk about hey, is uh, Sarkeesian's head in this going to be in this ball game. That's what I'm concerned about, Morgan. What are you? What's your feeling? I, I think I think Sark, I think Sark will be in this game. I I think the uh, it's twofold. Uh, I've heard people say, well, the timing should have been um, later, right? Right. Um, so the timing should have been, hey, let's wait. Let's not announce yet. That's I've heard people say that. Well, to me, that well, could have been more distracting because. Because he would have been trying to hide it and 
and keep it quiet and his interaction would have been uh, not true, not real, not authentic because he knew he was leaving. I think announcing it had to be done for that reason as well as for the reason because it would have looked bad. Just think if, if we woke up on Wednesday of this week, Pat, and it came out that he was leaving and he had not told his players uh, and it had been done for a week. So that would have been bad. Number two is for his sake, he had to have it announced because of the the recruiting. You know, you 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 got you you have to get that out there. But I think Sark is a professional enough um, that he, he will you know do what he needs to do to have this team ready. And I think he wants to leave the right way. This is the greatest offensive performance of a college team, right up there with what LSU did last year. And I think he want to leave that mark as part of what he how he goes out. Uh, well, maybe maybe so. I'm, I'm I'm I am concerned that Bryce Young is here because of Sarkeesian. That you hear what I just said? Yeah. No, it or, cut out. I, I said I said do you, do you, you Bryce Young is here because of Sarkeesian. Can you hear me, Martin? That's part of it. Martin. Okay. He's here partly because of Sarkeesian. Yeah. Yes. And uh, that concerns me. But but anyway, I, I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, that Bryce understands what Coach has done to bring in the finest uh, hey, this receiver class that he's bringing in the speed that he's bringing in, the speed that he's bringing in. I I don't like the fact that Kamar Wheaton has not signed yet. Is committed to Alabama, but has not signed. I don't I don't like that. Oh, you know because Stark's going to go back to Texas and uh, uh, go to work. I'm sure. What do you think? Yeah. And- well, they they said that he was not planning on signing. He was not even planning on committing, uh, supposedly until uh, later. So um, I, I wouldn't necessarily directly read anything into that. But if I'm Kamar Wheaton, I'm looking at Texas. If I have not signed, I mean, uh, let's just be real. Uh, I'm well, looking at this well, guy. I'm yeah, looking the- at what he, how he's used Najee Harris uh, in this offense, and going, huh? I. I I, I might can but, hey, can go but I'm, uh, but to I, Texas yeah, and, well, and, and get some okay, of that same but, love. Hey, but look, hey, I'm looking at okay. what coach what coach just signed in the finest offensive line probably ever in the history of uh, of college sports. That hey, to run behind that offensive line and not have to be concerned about. Have being all broke up by the uh, time I get to where I might get paid money in the NFL. Think about that, Martin. What do you think? Hello, have we lost you? Hey, Pat. Yes, Pat, I'm gonna put you. I, Pat, I'm gonna put you on hold. Pat, Pat, I'm gonna put you yeah, back I'm on having, hold. I'm, I'm, I'm having on my side. I'm having a really bad connection uh, with okay. you, uh, and I want you I, to be able to be heard. So, yeah. let's go okay, ahead and go you. to break here. We'll see if we can figure out uh, that connection uh, on the on the phone lines there. Stay tuned for more conversation right here on the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9 Traffic. 
from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. No active wrecks to minor congestion on McFarland at US 43 and also at 2059. Everything else looks good. If you see conditions, of course, give us a call. Start the new year in a brand new Nissan from your hometown Nissan dealer, Townsend Nissan of Tuscaloosa, where you can save thousands. I'm Captain Ray. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said, it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn which we can customize to meet your needs, or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com. That's peptalks35.com. Or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show, the sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team. On your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. All right, welcome back into the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9. Uh, we'll see if we're a little better. Let's get right back to that conversation with Pat. Pat, uh, when we went to break, you were you were talking, um, and like I said, I could not understand you. So hopefully, we're a little cleaner. Uh, on the conversation, what you got going on, man? I, I got you. Oh, uh, hey, about the offensive line, I think Kamar uh, realizes that Coach Saban just signed the finest offensive line possibly in college football. Uh, that when, with the addition of the big offensive guard, hey, that guy's a mauler. The last offensive guard that we uh, picked up out of Texas, and. Hey, when you add him, that's a full offensive line, Morton. That uh, and hey, that Kamar can run behind that offensive line and not uh, be worried about being broke up when he gets to the NFL to get paid. What do you think? Well, as far as Kamar, uh, you know, I think that without a doubt, uh, he's going to look at what Alabama has and. Uh, he's going to see the benefit of, of coming here, playing behind, first of all, a good offensive line, and then playing with other really good running backs. 
um, you know, uh, you, you can see that there's a pathway to what most of these kids dream of. And so I think that that's going to be the biggest ticket thing for, for him. So, uh, yeah. I think I, that, I, uh, I, I'll be shocked it. if he doesn't. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, the thing that I'm seeing is, uh, with Kamar and I wouldn't be saying so much about Kamar, but I watched his tape. He's speed personified that he may be the fastest running back we've had in Alabama. Did you hear me? Well, uh, you know, the, yeah, that, I mean, Keelan Robinson was, was, is lightning in a bottle as well. Uh, but uh-huh. I, like I said, we hadn't heard a lot about him, but I, I don't think he'll be back um, in, in terms of he may be one of the few opt-outs from this year uh, that wasn't really talked a lot about. Uh, but I think he'll be in the portal. Uh, but, you know, uh, speed in and of itself uh, is all relevant. Uh, Najee Harris has shown that to us. Uh, that that speed is is relevant. Najee's not the fastest guy, but he's going to leave here as the all time leading rusher. So, uh, so I guess speed uh, speed kills. Uh, but if you got the whole package, it's even better. I, but I think the Kamar Wheaton kid uh, from I hadn't seen a lot of film on him, but he seems to be um, uh, in the sweet spot. Thanks, Pat. Appreciate you, man. Right, Sorry, I, I, and appreciate your day. patience. Thank you for uh, holding me on. Uh, have a good day, Kim Arnold. You too. Let's see if we can um, get uh, get Ian George from Macon, Georgia. You're in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Hey, Martin. How you doing? Yeah, as far as tomorrow waiting, he really couldn't sign until um, the signing day, February, because he missed out on the um, early signing period. And yeah. um, also, I think he's going to look at, and I'm sure – our coaches are going to say, you know, uh, Sark's gone, but we'll get the best available, and that best available will be recruiting him also. Uh, and, you know, a kid, you know, like you stated, goes to a school not for just one reason, but probably four or five reasons. And the coach is just, and the assistant coach is one of them, but the head coach is a major one. And uh, I'm sure Saban will convey this. We're going to get the best office uh, coordinator available, and I'm sure that he will. Um, getting back to the game. Hey, know, George, I've George, been... let me come in on that real quick. I mean, I, I okay. think that style of play is probably as big as anything. I could love Coach Saban. I could love mm-hmm. the offensive coordinator. I could love all of the talent around me. But if I'm a tight end, and they make a tight end block all the time, uh, and they don't yeah. use them in the passing game, um, and I see the direction of the NFL tight ends, I could love everything about Alabama, uh, but I may not come here. That makes sense? And so I yeah, think I mean, because you, you Nick make, Saban – That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, but I, but I think because hard. Nick Saban has, has had multiple offensive coordinators and he – has shown a progression and evolution uh, into this that regardless of who he – a kid out there that may not know who the coach is, who the offense coordinator is going to be, I think they will feel comfortable when he says, look at how we use uh, Kiffin, Dayball, uh, Loxley, and Sarkeesian. All we've done is progress 
and get more creative and more inclusive in our offense. So I don't think he'll go anywhere, even though that's what the other coaches are going to try to tell him. Hey, man, you don't know what they're going to do at Alabama. Well, they're going to continue to move forward in the offensive scheme. Really, and, and, you know, like Saban, we got so many playmakers coming in as freshmen. To not use them, you know, would be insanity. And the reason we got them is because they know that we will use them. Um, and, you know, those playmakers. Another thing, um, the defense or the offense, the second half, I'm kind of with you. I don't know whether we took the uh, foot off the pedal because of, you know, being scared of injury, especially after the, um, Devontae, you know, hurt his back a little bit. I don't know if they said, hey, that's, um, you know, take the foot off and, and, and let save our guys a little bit. But when you do that, it does one, one thing that really helps our defense is that our offense is constantly putting pressure on them, forcing them to do things that they may not be comfortable doing. Um, also, uh, what, who do you think, who do you think, um, just on your opinion, some of the people that may take over for Sark? I was hoping maybe the offensive coordinator at um, Ole Miss. What you think? Well, I, I'm not sold on it. I don't know the guy at Ole Miss, uh, and I'm always leery of OCs uh, like um, that that have a head coach that um, is is an offensive genius. So I don't know how good the guy is at Ole Miss outside of, uh, and that's because I don't know a lot about him. He he may be absolutely awesome, so I can't speak to how good he would be outside of, you know, Kiffin. And I'm sure he had a resume before this year with Kiffin uh, that would be worth looking into. Um, I, the the only difference is I. I Oh, um, is is that completely the style we want? What what I like about what Sark did, George, is he wasn't mm-hmm. just a throw it all over the place, hurry up style guy. Right. We were a we were a physical spread team this year. Our running back had a Heisman Trophy type season, yeah. while our wide receivers uh, and our quarterback did as well. A lot of these guys, it's either either or. Even when they run and spread, it's, it's one or the other. Uh, and, and that would be my concern, is trying to find a guy that understands how to incorporate a physical running style with the spread. And, and Sark we, did that. Well, you know, Ole Miss runs the ball pretty well also. Um, also, I don't know if it was just, you know, just happened to be that way, but you know, the papers making a deal out of O'Brien being there this week. And, um, you know, what do you think about him? I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not super impressed with him, quite frankly. I didn't hear what you – what was the first part of what you said? You know, um, Ole Miss does – did run, they do run the ball pretty well. Um, no, no, I, I heard that part. Of, you said something about O'Brien? Yeah, Bill O'Brien, you know, the paper made a deal that he was in Tuscaloosa last week, and I just want to know – I mean, that doesn't really mean anything, or maybe it does. But what do you think about him if he's being um, touted as the O.C.? And um, I guess that what he did with Houston did not impress me at all except tear the team down. Well, I I think he was trying to be Bill Belichick 2.0. 
Once again, you have to go back and look at what he, he had Tom Brady. So was it he a good coordinator or was he, you know, was it was it something else? Uh, and that's the question you don't always know when when these guys leave and go somewhere else and don't have as much success. Um, I, I don't necessarily get excited about Bill O'Brien um, just because I think he's arrogant and uh, undoubtedly he's not a very smart guy when you give up. The wide receiver really? uh, quality that he traded exactly. off, um, you know, and in, in, in you replace him with a running back uh, that that hasn't played very much. It just that that tells me that you're arrogant and you think it's about you and not about the talent you're coaching. So that would be my concern. A couple right. other guys you ask about what other names out there. You know, Shula's name has been mentioned. O'Brien's name has been mentioned, uh, but I think. Uh, I think it's going to be better served getting a, a, a guy that may not be coming from the NFL. I, I do like Tom Herman and what, what he's done. Uh, I think he may be a better OC than he is head coach at this point in his career. That means he can't be a great head coach down the road. But I think you're going to probably see a lot of names pop up um, in in the um, in the coming days and weeks. So, uh, and we'll we'll keep a, keep a check on that. Let me ask you this question. You mentioned Tom Herman, and that was one of my first thoughts that would be very, very good. But, you know, but I was um, watching a uh, countdown or something like that, and um, oh, uh, um, Desmond Howard was speaking that he, he was, he stated that he had heard rumors that Tom Herman and the players, you know, did not get along at all. Of course, when you're losing things, you know, do get blown out of proportion. And I was wondering if you had heard that. Well, I've heard that it was his way of the highway type of approach, that he was a kind of a a dictator authoritarian guy as the head coach, which, you know, um, can work if you've established yourself uh, and know when to push and when not to push. Because there's no question that Nick Saban – is in full yeah. control of his program, but Nick Saban also knows when to push, how to relate, and how to connect with his players. And I think Tom Herman, from what some of what I heard, he had kind of lost, uh, not completely lost his locker room, but had some locker room issues, and that's what you're referring to. And it's really yeah. tough when a coach when that happens to a coach. Let me tell you, when he when when the AD came out two weeks ago, or whatever it was after their regular season game. And said, uh-huh. uh, Tom Herman is our coach. I told uh, my son, I said, they're going to fire him. They're just looking for who the right candidate uh-huh. is. Uh, there was no reason for that coach to come out and say that. I mean, the AD, and when they give you that vote of confidence, like at that point, you're, you're, you, you, you need to be looking for another job. <laughs> Thanks, George. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. Call back anytime. Thanks, Aaron. Have a good one. All right, coming back on the other side, we'll put the finishing touches on this Monday edition of the Martin Houston Show. Man, there's so much we hadn't got to, so we'll take all week and uh, next Monday even to talk about this Ohio State-Alabama game as well as look back at the Notre Dame game. Was it something that we've not talked about that caused problems or reason we didn't get to 31? Was it Sark or was it something else? I'll tell you what that is, potentially on the other side. Stay tuned for more of the Martin Houston Show. Tide 100.9 Traffic. 
From the Towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks to minor congestion on McFarland at US 43 and also at 2059. Everything else looks good. If you see conditions, of course, give us a call. Start the new year in a brand new Nissan from your hometown Nissan dealer, Towns of Nissan of Tuscaloosa, where you can save thousands. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good morning, Alabama Superintendent of Education, Dr. Eric Mackey, told the Alabama News Network he expects teachers to be receiving COVID-19 vaccinations in February or early March. But he says there's no timetable for that right now. Healthcare workers, nursing home residents, and staff are being inoculated currently as part of the first group. New junior Alabama Republican U.S. Senator Tommy Tuberville joining 10 other GOP senators challenging the electoral vote on November's general election. Congress will certify the election Wednesday. I'm Don Hartley. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. The sound of Bama sports. Your show. Your team. The Martin Houston Show. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show. We got a few minutes before we close things out. Uh, One of the things I did want to bring up. Uh, before we get to Tom real quick and I'll let him close things out, is that was it possible that Landon Dickerson was missed in this game? Uh, did we miss him? Craig Wood- Wooden said that uh, maybe that was part of what we did in the second half. We went to the running game and we weren't able to run it as effective and maybe that cost us a little bit uh, in a, a couple of drives. I would say that uh, a little bit of that Landon Dickerson was missed. Uh, Craig Owen, uh, I mean, uh, Chris Owens was uh, serviceable, but he has to play better as well uh, against uh, Ohio State for Alabama to win this game. Um, also, from the running standpoint, and the, the reason I say what I say, a physical running game, I, uh, Ole Miss had a great running game. Craig uh, Curtis Lewis said Ole Miss had the top rushing and passing offense in the SEC this season. Uh, but they run it a little different. And, and that doesn't mean that Alabama can't run that style. It's just do we have those style running backs that Ole Miss have, or do we have more of the Najee Harris style? I think the RPO running game, the read option running game, is a little different than what Sark employed. We did some RPO this year, uh, not a lot of read um, read option. Uh, we were more play action, pro style spread than – what Ole Miss is. So that's part of what, what I was communicating when I say the type of running game, not that they don't have a good rushing attack, that Alabama couldn't be good with Ole Miss's style. 
Let's get to Tom. Tom, you got the last uh, couple minutes of the show. What's on your mind, man? Hey, Martin. How are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, Bill O'Brien. I, I don't think that that's going to be an option for us. Remember, you remember he was at Penn State and mm-hmm. his behavior at Penn State. I don't see it matching with the kind of players that we have. I, I don't see where he'd be a benefit to that staff if he's one that's being considered. And personally, he's too uh, – you, you hit the nail on the head. He's arrogant and, and brash and uh, – uh, his language sometimes is terrible. I, I know that language goes on in football. I'm not that naive, but, I mean, you you remember when uh, the press conference at Penn State and everybody was saying, well, Joe Paterno would have done this, that boy. He went off all the uh, cuss words he used. I don't, I don't think he'd be a good, good fit here. Well, you know, and two things. One of the things, him being here, I don't think it means anything other than uh, these guys – you know, you talk about the rehab program of Nick Saban. I mean, you have to say that Nick Saban is building as big. I, I said this about five years ago. I said, I think Nick Saban is running on two tracks. I think Nick Saban wants to be remembered as one of the greatest coaches on the field. But I also think when Nick Saban steps away from the field, he wants to have left a legacy of coaches uh that, that, that he put into the uh, the ministry, into the profession. Basically, think, that's what I it think, is. I think that's what he's working on. And I don't think Bill O'Brien uh, necessarily fits into that mode of what he's looking for. Uh, but Nick Saban is always looking for more insight. And O'Brien is a good offensive mind uh, that can help Alabama maybe find some gaps or something in the Ohio State uh, defense. See you, Martin. Thanks. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. All right. Hey, I want to apologize to all those who were tuned in on Facebook uh, this morning. Had a little audio trouble. We'll try to get that fixed and repaired for tomorrow. For those of you who listen on Tide 100.9 on the radio dial, the app, etc., thank you for your patience as well. This is the Martin Houston Show. Man, we st- we didn't even get to talk about Alabama basketball. Con- kudos to Nate Oates in this basketball team for uh, the biggest win of the season and potentially the biggest win of, of his young coaching career. We'll talk more about the details of that with DC, uh, DC Capstone Report on tomorrow. For the Martin Houston Show, for James Ludeman, for Tide 100.9, and for all of the callers, viewers, and listeners, we say roll tight. Happy New Year in Alabama. Go bring back number 18. We'll be talking about that more all week long right here on the Martin Houston Show. It's a celebration.